the thing the world has too much of, little girls. And I was like, <laughs> but also. <laughs> Nerd on. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need but deserve. Where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah, you are. After a full year without mm-hmm. a Marvel film. Yep. Here we are. Oh. Finally. Getting phase, the phase one film we should years. have gotten. Is it two, two? No. We had I read so many articles that said the fir- their first Marvel no. film in two years. Is no. time even no. real we anyway? We had 2019. We had Far From Home. And Endgame was 2019. And 2020 was the only year we didn't have it. Everyone's just starving. Oh. And they're all, they don't cool. know, they don't have any other. You can but continue now the intro we now. can eat because. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Uh, set in between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. Uh, today's marquee topic is Black Widow. There it is. Dun, dun, dun. I don't, I don't know what this music and, is. And funny, funny story. We were supposed to. <laughs> the music to... is spiders, 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 spiders. No, it's not. So, it's spiders, they're spiders. We were yeah. supposed to record this episode a year ago. We even did uh, an episode book. on the comic book that this is loosely based on. Loosely. loosely. Very loose. <laughs> and um, It's like looser than me. We were like, yeah, next week we're going to do Black Widow. Quarantine. Yeah. So, But we, we stayed on our schedule. Yes, we still we did, did. The, the comic book. We did. If the movie was uh, still available, we would have done it. Anyways, yeah. um, let's not get too far <laughs> into it because you're getting a taste of what the episode's going to be like. Let's introduce the host. My name is Tom. I'm Caitlin. And I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks. Like, you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears, including the Nerd On Minute, where we will break down something in, in a minute. <laughs> you true. also get access to secret channels on our super public Discord server. Uh, it's pretty dope. So do check that out. And at the same time, you get to support us and being the best that we can be. We get to upgrade our content. And uh, it's just really fun. It's just really fun. So check it out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And some fun stuff. <gasps> this episode, this yeah. podcast is sponsored by Podbean. <gasps> Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean <laughs> to host Nerd on the Podcast, the Nerd on Update, and the Capeless Crusaders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Download the free podcast. Bean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app. It's pretty dope. Right on your phone. Convenient. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N Podbean. That makes me think that Podbean is actually just a cat that makes podcasts because they've got little Podbeans. I don't know if we're going to get approved for that. Well, <laughs> too late. Check it out. Podbean. What else, Tom? But that's not all, y'all. Oh, it's God. time for us to shine. Did you know that support for Nerd on the Podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped, who mm-hmm. is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world? 
Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get you it? Know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Uh, Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 2 million. 2 million men worldwide who trust million. their man trust their worldwide uh, trust their man trust manscaped with the exclusive offer to you uh 20% off of fr- and free worldwide shipping with the code nerdon at manscaped.com Ma- uh yeah that's it manscaped.com that's it nerdon i mean i'm i'm pretty glad it, because look look at this look at this engineering feat I, I have the three point I have the three point at home. But now but you have the four point. Now I have Tom the four was, Tom was about this business before I, this I, happened. Well, okay, look. So, so he's time out. Super excited right now. I, I I love the fact that we're actually getting support from Manscaped uh, for our first time, and I I've been a big fan of Manscaped. So now the fact that we're able to have the four on our show and then also like suggest it to our listeners is like. You know, it's it's when you actually can suggest something that you actually approve of. It's really, really fun and cool and something that I actually use every week. And, like, I, I, I told all my friends about it. I'm like, guys, you all got to check this out. And the perfect package is, is pretty great. It's pretty cool. It's pretty great, y'all. I mean, I have been, uh, to be perfectly honest, and totally TMI, but I was really afraid of Manscaped. Or not, like, <laughs> Manscaping as, a, general, as a, yeah. a, in general because... <laughs> I've had an experience oh, okay. where there was blood and yeah. it wasn't great. More Nicks than a Santa Claus convention. Exactly. Yeah. And not so much with this. Huh. Not so much. So, so much. Not so much? So much. You know, I, I have to say I haven't really um, done much manscaping. I, no? I have, I'm not really afflicted by the um, South Ball hair. Oh. Um, I have North Balls and they're, uh, that's what happens when they, when they go North. They, oh. they lose their hair most of the time. Got it. So I, you know, I won't be able to speak from experience about that specifically, but I am very happy that both of you feel um, protected. Different struggles for different models. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. that means, yes, 20% off your first order with uh, with promotion code, uh, code NERDON on manscaped.com. Mm. Check it out. <laughs> and one final piece of housekeeping. If you like what you hear today, like this mess that you've been hearing in our <laughs> intro, <laughs> share us with your friends and family. And rate and review wherever you listen, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, we're everywhere. Check it out. Rate and review. Share with your friends and family. And that, that's the housekeeping. Let's get into this marvel of an episode. I I knew it. I'm not happy about it. You're happy, but you are. No, I'm There's happy. Smile. I'm happy for you that it's brought you joy. And that's the only reason. That's good for you. That's I'm happy for you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's what it is. Happy for you, bro. But not for me. Uh, so that brings us to our first two segments of the show. Our first one, which deals with the end of the show, which is <gasps> guess, guess that Grum. That's not nope. It's a Black Widow. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, if you're brand new to Guess That Grump and Nerdon, uh, you're welcome for that delightful tune that's better than mm. every other Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, mm-hmm. score. Yeah. Uh, talking to you, uh, uh, Alan Silvestri. Um, so we're going to be we're at the point where we're going around the, the 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 table, not the digital screens, but the table. Yeah. Yeah, still. We've been here for six <laughs> weeks at least, and you're still getting used to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm committed to a dream, you know, and, and when I get married to one idea, I stick with it. It's hard to <laughs> the break The dream away. is just being locked in your bedroom. It's to, to say- Making content over to, a digital- It's to say this part without stuttering. Got it. Um, so we're going to go around, 
And guess who's going to have the lowest score from z- from one out of five? No matter how high the number is, the lowest one will be the grunt for the week. And since Caitlin ex- hasn't experienced the ultimatum that is only three hosts, yeah, it is a thing. It is a thing. where you only have two people to choose, and you're like, "Who do I choose?" I'm not even worried about it though. No, we talked about it on episode. It was a thing. Look so, yeah, okay. um, Caitlin, would yeah. you like to go first? Since I had to write also down this. This, the note here. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Tom. Okay, one for Tom. Josh, go ahead. I'm going to vote for Tom, too. Okay. Well, guys, if you are interested, because you're just like, man, y'all picking Tom because he always has something, to, some smack to say about some Marvel thing, but maybe it's Kaylin because he didn't represent women in a, in a fashionable light. Or something in that sense, or maybe Josh just wanted to not like a movie for the first time in his life. You listening right now can be part of this guess that grump segment by joining that nerd on nation baby mm-hmm. and voting in our in our in our in our poll that we have. And the the votes are in, y'all. Um, Josh, Kalen, you're both right because uh, they <laughs> they vote for for me, uh, Tom. Uh, so. Three votes on me, and uh-huh. since uh, I have to vote for someone else, I'm just going to throw away a vote and throw it at Caitlin. <laughs> is, it, is it just that it's you a, just... It's a throwaway quote. For, okay. It's a throwaway one for sure, just because like, I'm like... Oh, you don't have a good reason. Well, so no matter what, like... I'm going last. Yeah. So it's, I mean... So now it'll be Josh, then me, then Tom. Yes. Okay, for, for At the very end, we'll reveal our numbers. Um, but now we could go into our next segment, which is going to be the complete spoiler! Of that, which is uh, the brief synop- uh, the, br- the, the the our first impressions and our, our our initial reactions. Yeah, I've been talking a lot. Who would like to go? I'll first? go first. Um, I'm really jealous of you guys because yeah. you got to experience this in the theaters in IMAX. It, you and IMAX. I didn't get. That's to. a very important thing to add on. It was <laughs> in IMAX with this film. Beautiful. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, whoa, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I watched this movie three times. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was fun. It was nice to have her finally get, it's it's a little. Her phase one movie. Her phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's bittersweet because it's like, man, now. Now? Now? Now. We're going to wait till. Now. Yeah, later. Now. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Everybody's, everybody was, it was fantastic to see Bachel Weiss uh, mm-hmm. again. Uh, it was fantastic to see Harbor on the big screen. Sick up, bro. Um, it was, uh, Florence, she's amazing. And ScarJo, she's just, she's just amazing too. So it's just really cool to kind of get that, uh, origin-ish story from her. I will say, take some solace. Did you know that if you watch, uh, these Disney Plus films, uh, with the premium, it actually has a higher end back end for the writers. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I learned that on another Interesting. show about writers. And they're like, well, just take some solace in that. You are paying a little bit more, but a little bit more of that versus like the regular movie concessions goes to the writers. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot yeah. that like uh, when you break down movie sales that's of weird. what is actually your money is we going towards. talk about that one day because I don't know about that and I would love to be educated on that. Maybe we'll do it on like a Patreon bonus episode. That would be cool. Mm. Let's do that. Anyway. Fun stuff. Uh, so no spoilers, just initial reaction. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It, Kaylin, was, it was a fun movie. You or me. I go. Okay. 
<laughs> she had that blink and a bajillion co- transactions happened to her. <laughs> uh, I liked it. And scene. And scene. No, I, a lot of times when movies are two hours plus long, I reach at least one or two points where I'm very aware that it's a long movie. And I'll kind of snap out of the movie and be like, oh, yeah, I wonder where we are in the time for this. I bet we're like an hour, maybe an hour and ten. And then I'm totally checked out of the movie because I'm just like, oh, this is a really long movie. And then You're I doing back the beautiful in. mind of like... Oh, yeah, all the equations. Well, it's, it's just when you start feeling like you're watching a movie instead of like exactly. being told a story. And, and also, you've been kind of like uh, on the fatigue of the, the superhero stuff. Yes and no. There, there are aspects about it I can appreciate more now. Like... I don't. What I say about this is I don't seek it out. Mm-hmm. It's not like a deep burning passion in me to go see superhero comic book things. Yeah. So I'm just not like. I I honestly don't know if I would have gone. Chomping at the bit. Yeah, I don't know if I would have gone to see Black Widow if it wasn't for us covering it on the podcast. Yeah. Um. But I'm glad that I went. Um. Because it was, it was a really good movie that I found. I snapped out. I had that moment of like, oh, the movie's still going. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was still going. Cool. And then I would be back in it. Um, is this is this your first movie back in theaters? I think so. Oh. So much has happened in the last couple months that I don't know what's happening in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it, like a lot of the things that they did, a lot of the ways they handled things, I thought was really fun and cool. And um, there are a couple things I nitpick. But we'll talk about that later. Mm, that mole, man. The mole. There's always a mole. <laughs> Tom. Uh, for me, honestly, um, walking into it, I was probably the most nonplussed person in the group, maybe. Because it just felt like this weird tacked on thing that's like, oh, for the love of God, why can't Marvel leave me alone? Um, kind of movie. It felt like, oh, God, you've been promoting this for three years. And it's like a movie where like it happens in between a very important moment within the cinematic universe. And it's like, what's the point? Right. Um, and it gets you kind of like, cause the whole idea of the MCU is like everything builds on everything. And, you know, and, and you know, the movie you just watched isn't important because the next movie is more important. It's like, Oh God, who cares? Right. So like being kind of fed on this diet made me very just like, I don't care to watch something that I feel like has no legs to grow from. Mm. Um, but watching the film in a theater, uh, at a local Lemley, um, it felt like phase one. It felt and the thing I actually I was there for all of the phase one stuff and I was so excited I was a big nerd in high school and you know going with my friends to midnight premieres of watching Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2 and you know we were dressed in our dicky jackets and our sunglasses thinking we were cool hell yeah but like we were just fat old nerds right so it was like you know but like <laughs> watching this movie it was like it felt that way again it felt like this is taking all of what is James Bond, Jason Bourne, uh, you know, Mission Impossible, uh, Fast and Furious in the same movie. And it's like, this shouldn't work. But the fact that it's done with the combo character makes it charming. Mm. And uh, I really uh, enjoyed the time there. I think, obviously, again, I'm always going to have a critical eye towards certain um, things in the DNA of what a Marvel film is um, that I would have wanted more from. But uh, I hope that if they have the ingenuity, the manpower to do it, they do it like a Black Widow, Widow trilogy within the st- same time frame. Mm. Mm. And I mm-hmm. think there is a possibility to do that um, because it isn't as like 
Rogue One right up until New Hope, where it's like, oh my God, like there's no other movie can happen after this because the end of this movie is the beginning of the first Star Wars film. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it didn't end right where. Yeah. So I was like, you could totally fill in so much time. And I think mm-hmm. there'd be great development and uh, this is like microcosm that could live within yeah. the Black Widow trilogy in my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It was just so nice just to see like a focus on her. Yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on to our next two segments. Uh, we're going to do our brief synopsis in our production. Brief mm-hmm. synopsis by moi. Mm. Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left her in... Wow. And the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. We should all have laptops. These yeah. tiny screens. Yeah. <laughs> For me. Someday, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and the production, which I will do. Uh, so this was distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, who did Pirates of the Caribbean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, Pixar. Uh and then the director is Kate Shortland, who did Somersault, Lore, and Berlin Syndrome. The producer is Kevin Feige, who did Pla- uh, Plane, yep, <laughs> Blade, Plane. <laughs> Blade, Trinity, Daredevil, and Electra. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else at all. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> nothing that you might know. Uh, Good for him. <laughs> the, writers, uh, the screenplay was done by Eric Pearson, who did Thor, Ragnarok, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Agent Carter. The story is by Jack Sheffield. Uh, Schaefer. Schaefer, sorry. Schaefer, who did Timer, WandaVision, and The Hustle. And then Ned Benson, who did The Dip. The dip. Wow. English is good today. Dip, 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 the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, him, her, and them. It's uh, three movies about the same thing. Oh, okay. interesting. In different perspectives. Him, her, and them. It's, so one, two, and three. It's been in my Netflix queue for years. Long time? Oh. Forever. <laughs> uh, the cast. It is Scarlett Johansson from Iron Man 2, Lost in Translation, and The Prestige. <clears throat> Florence Pugh from uh, Midsommar, Little Women, and Lady Macbeth. David Harbour from Stranger Things, Black Mass, and Constantine. O.T. Fagbinlay, uh from Max, Handmaid's Tale, and the upcoming First Lady. Uh, upcoming The First Lady. William Hurt uh, from The Incredible Hulk, Lost in Space, A History of Violence. Ray Winston uh, from Beowulf, The Departed, Cold Mountain. And Rachel Weiss from The Mummy and Definitely Maybe. You mean Rachel Weiss, right? It's true. I do. Uh, the release date was July 9th, 2021. The runtime is 134 minutes. The budget was $200 million plus, And the gross was $158.8 million. Rotten Tomato score... Oh, you know what? I didn't write that down. That's important. You had one I did, job. I have Tom. one job. I had Tom only uh, has one job and it's to fill in that one line once a week. And he just can't <laughs> do it. It's so frustrating. It is. Yeah. It is real frustrating. Josh <laughs> is like, that's not true, even a little bit. He has to do like triple digit number of things. So it is uh 80% on Rotten Tomatoes with a certified fresh, uh, with 319 reviews. And 92% audience score from 5,000 plus ratings. There we go. All right. I do want to do a little uh, special shout out to young Natasha, who is Ever Anderson, who is the daughter of Mia Jehovovich. Oh. Okay. Which, when she came up, I was like, whoa, she's familiar. Is she, she looks daughter Mia Jehovovich in? I don't know. I just know that part. Okay. 
And I was like, because I know her and Luke Besson was like married for like a 10 seconds or something like that. Mm-mm. But I don't know they could still be married. <laughs> All right. No, she's married to the director for the Resident Evil movies. Mm. That's who she's married to. And and the, he did Monster Hunter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Probably, probably, probably them. Probably those parents. Um, but yeah. So that's. So now we. Now we're into spoilers. Spoiler full territory. And I'm going to start. Spoiler uh, uh, Fortress in the Sky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start with my favorite part. Do it. And it, it's such a silly scene, but I think it's incredibly important. When she's talking about her vest and the pockets. Oh. I think it's important because pockets are a symbol of female empowerment. Oh. They actually are a symbol of Tom female immediately empowerment. Laughed. Well, no, I like, thought he was like, I thought he was like, because pockets are powerful. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, pockets, yeah. hashtag pockets are powerful. We're starting it, everybody. No, it's it's just, I think it's really cool, especially for the character who, like she said, she hasn't had control of her whole life. And Caitlin, what, it's what's just your, very sweet. What's your thoughts on pockets? Fuck. I wish pockets were on everything. Do you know how obnoxious so you... it is to not have pockets? You literally have to carry a purse. Do you like? My, I don't. Do you, I so, hate purses. So, do you like my pants? So the, the the twelve million pockets I got. Yeah, I used to wear cargo you put pants. So many cool things in there. I used to wear cargo pants as a kid, and I got made fun of for wearing boys' clothes, and I was like chastised for years. And I was like, "Why wouldn't you want a ton of pockets?" Yeah, they're so helpful. And then as I grew up and wanted to wear other jeans, they sew the pockets shut yeah. on pants for women. <laughs> for women, you literally they put the outline there. But they don't want the little inside little pocket thing to be showing. So you're not allowed to have them. Dresses, even though there's plenty you can look of space them. to hide a pocket in the folds, no pockets. So you have to buy a purse. You have to be holding a bag. Or you have to hand it, like the ideology was, you hand it to your significant other male that has the pockets. It's so, so, so Yelena and Sonya Blade. Uh, pioneers in the pocket realm for, for pocket women. industry. <laughs> so anytime you see a, a a woman get upset or no, not upset, but excited about something having pockets, that shit is real. Oh, it's so real, and and things have come oh, a long you know, way you, in the last decade. This, but this oh my true. god, there's so many women now that like I I had never understood the plight because they're like, I love this cardigan, it has pockets. I love this dress, it has pockets. I'm like, I'm like. There's What's a whole, the issue? like, like so, well, actually, me, I, I, like, I just never understood. I'm like, I don't wear those things. So I'm like, I don't know where the. You don't have to deal with it. So you mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I mean, I, I saw that. I knew about this concept before, but I didn't know like the history of it. And when you look it up, it's really fascinating. Oh but my God. Pockets are. There's like some real history going There's on so, there. Like, pockets. <laughs> yeah. So like, anyway, this, pockets. <laughs> this cute little scene with Yelena and uh, Natasha is really, it's really sweet. And I think it is, it is, I almost held your hand. It's really powerful. Touching my hand is not holding my hand. No, it was kind of like I... That, that's what that is. <laughs> anyway. He, he's fondling my hand for yeah. all those audio anyway, um So yeah, it was just really sweet to see her just like... She was at... The thing about Yelena through this movie is she was kind of like... There were very childlike um, moments where mm-hmm. it was kind of like she didn't really get to be a child. So it's kind of really cool to see these childlike um, um moments that she has i kind of felt like she was very much like the the female forward like marvel voice Hmm. like there's been a lot of controversy talking about this film and how scarlett johansson like kind of came in in iron man 2 as this like cameo character objectified sexualized and then yelena kind of offers like everything about her is the same as scarlett johansson's black widow uh natasha romanoff character but more of like a 
well, we could just be characters. And so it's like, we don't have to do the poses. We can have these vests and care, you know, all this stuff. Like, well, I, I could wear the baggy pants. I don't have to have the slim suit on the I mean, when time. I, when I say childlike, I mean, she, she'd be excited about things like pockets or she'd be like, this is a cool way to die. It, it, it's, like it's, it's, yeah, it, um, relieves us of the pressure of importance of like this has to be so intense well it has has a little bit of the the fish out of water of someone who has been chemically mind controlled for a majority of their life and yeah. being like oh i can actually experience things for the first time you know like yeah. i guarantee that there's going to be you know little comedy you know moments with her character in the future stories where she's just like oh i get to choose what i you know paper or plastic bag you know these kind of things of like choice like she's now seeing what choice truly is. Um, yeah. Caitlin? I like the movie. Okay. Hell yeah. You <laughs> uh, know that part where it just goes from minute one to, to minute 215? Yeah, that, that was part. really good. Um, it's more like minute 134. I really <laughs> liked that they they started with the, oh, we're a happy family. Look at how happy we are. And he's like, a big adventure time. And you're like, yeah, okay, big adventure. These girls probably have to, oh my God, they're shooting. Okay. I was watching I was watching that and I was like, this is the Americans. This is the the show of the Americans. Um, because that's that's kind of the plot point of like there is yeah. this family who is deep undercover as American family. Mm-hmm. And but watching that, I mean, I will say to that point, just adding on to it, like I really enjoyed the kind of book ending of that sense where like the film starts in this very intimate, small stakes, like Ohio story. And then, like, I don't know, I just kind of miss that very Americana kind of, like, origin of characters. And then it ends in a way where it's like, we're going back to a little bit of, like, these are the intimate moments of just people. Because at the end of the day, like, it is just about, movies are just about people talking. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you're seeing how, like, this story is going to be about these two girls and their sisters. And so, like, I like that. I think this movie, for me, encapsulated kind of in my mind what comics are and do especially from the before times um where this was very much about freedom of choice getting to choose how you live your life what you do with your life but it also had that like well you can only do that in america like fighting for your freedom that kind of thing which was a big part of you know comics from before captain america and all that kind of stuff so it had the sort of don't tell dean Cain that well you know. he, he he don't like that no more. Well, that's you know, <laughs> not my Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it it had the sort of like over the top uh, thing of like the thing the world has too much of little girls, and I was like, Pee. but also <laughs> 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 like that's just <laughs> it was when he said it, I was like. <laughs> That's the funniest thing to say. Well, <laughs> technically, on like a statistical level, there is like fifty-two percent. Right. So it's it. it's not that it's incorrect, and he it's that uh, there's like factual information there, yeah. but it's being framed in, in this such an over the top world resource. This world resource. <laughs> there's so many little girls. Wah. All like, right, creeper. <laughs> I know, right? But but then you have like you know, the fucking red room is a sky fortress. And there are all these warrior, like, kind of Amazonian equivalent for the world, hiding in the space the clouds. clouds. Well, more like getting, you know, activated and then, like, being dispatched out to kill people. Right. So it's like, there are all these over-the-top things that are happening, but it's still got those sort of 
uh, it feels, this doesn't feel accurate to say, but like old timey um, undercurrents of like, it feels like a political uh, political thriller, like a little yeah. Cold War e like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like Red Sparrow and like J- Jason Bourne's a little bit of like the the echoes of the Cold War stuff. The the you know yeah again the Manchurian Candidate stuff where it's like you activate these cells and they you know have no will their own but they just act upon like these regional political powers. Right. So so to me this almost felt like one of the more comic book comic book movies I've seen, which. Not to say that the ones previous haven't had that, but this one felt like the perfect cross section of how I have comic books in my head versus like where they hyperbole. are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I I liked where it ended up. Um, I'm sad that it came out later, but I I like how it came out. I I really like. I just kind of enjoyed. You know the. You know it, it's weird to think that it kind of has taken us to this point that under Disney's tutelage and not under Paramount where Iron Man one and the incredible Hulk and all that stuff were made under Paramount first, um, that this is more violent than those ones. And mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not saying it in the, stati- you know, the sadistical or even misogynistic way where it's like these soldiers, like you, like, you know, the one who's forced to kill herself. And I was like, Oh my God. And like, it's kind of really cool. Cause you see like, I like that because it has a true consequence feeling. Mm -hmm. It feels like these are true stakes of just like, you know, when you think about a giant fortress in the sky, it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. But then when you actually get to see, you know, Yelena talk about how like, I killed my liberator. You know, I killed the woman who freed me. And it's like, oh, like there's this really. That was graphic. I thought, but like that was very. In like a great, that what a strange thing to say. It was graphic in a great way. Yeah. It it felt, to me, it also, it kind of felt like a little Mission Impossible Fallout, a Mm -hmm. little Peacemaker, you know, like where you're taking these uh, Moroccan, you know, Budapest areas and like, cool, you have old timey, you know, uh, you know, architecture around, but then like. That's where all of the spies, you know, like converge and do their business and like the run running between things like it felt it felt more tangible, felt more like these are about people. This isn't mm. about like an alien or anything that nothing wrong with that, but it felt it gave it a little bit of room to like you could just get hit by a car oh, yeah. and you can get, you know, you die. You know, like I'm like, oh, OK, cool. I like the way that somebody explained. I, I saw that they posted about Black Widow. They were like. Who knew that in 2021 we get two Bond movies? Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I was thinking about. It, I was like, this is this is this is fa- this is uh, Mission Impossible. This is Bond. Like the whole third act, and this is a little bit of a Kwame thing. But it's like the whole third act is so James Bond third act of like let's just go crazy. Yeah. And uh, because at first it's like a little like the family aspect was like okay this is Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. and then like the you know worlds faring escaping to all different places. I'm like okay this is like. A little, you know, Mission Impossible-y still. And, you know, and then they start going into like, oh, okay, the government has this and we did this. And then we had assassinated. The only way I could do it was like, okay, this is Jason Bourne. You know, like every single step was like, this is like every single one of those tropes, right? But all the things I mentioned were all like, dude, right? And this is like cool yeah. that, you know, like we get to have something. You know, like we don't talk about Atomic Blonde. We don't talk about... um I think the the one that's coming up is uh, I forget the name. It's like something gunpowder milkshake. Gunpowder milkshake. I was like yeah. something sugar cake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like now, cake. now. But I, I think, and that's a cool thing. I hope again. That's why, like, I really want to see a sequel to this within this time frame because I would like to see you know Yelena and Natasha have this kind of like cool. We get to be spies and fight the yeah because you, know, you can fill in the space. 
yeah. even more space of, you know. Also, anyway. what are all those other widows doing? They're probably chilling. You know, I don't think they're gonna live chill lives. I think there's gonna no. be one of them that has like cargo pants and a vest, and then like <laughs> athletic pockets and a backpack and a and a pocket. And then like he, he's caught up on the on, and the, then on the pockets. Gonna thing. go and stop all of them. Well, it's it to me. It's Marvel, so they're they're gonna make a joke. They're gonna make a joke out of it where someone went overboard. With, you know, it's like it's like uh, Carl Urban and, and and Thor Ragnarok. It's like this is called Des and Troy. He's talking about his guns because he has like a shake wake and all this stuff. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Tom, what's your favorite parts? Favorite parts? Um, I really liked um, my my Mr. American Pie. Okay. Um, that was a song that my dad would always play whenever we were like road tripping. Aww. And so when I heard that, I was like, that's about the right time, 1995. And, um, you know, like I remember hearing that song, and it would kind of like soothe me, but then seeing how it came back. And that's the thing where like you could take it one way or the other, where for me, there's a little bit of a, a half life of like, I hate the fact that I can count on everything coming back. But also, there are some nice niceties of like, where was this going to come up? Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, so where is this song coming? You're from? expecting it, and then you're kind of relieved, isn't the right? Where you're like, oh, that was a sweet way to do but that. Yeah. David Harbour's Red Guardian is Alexi is 100 percent Homer Simpson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my he god. He's a Homer Simpson for sure. But like, because there's a moment in in Simpsons where that happens, where um, Lisa starts playing the sax, and she like meets this new uh, teacher, and he really like uh, like kind of imprints on her like because she's like this is like my nude father and then homer's like hey he's not cool and blah blah, blah. it's like i don't even like they go to the same museum and you see how one man responds versus how homer responds and like homer's like i'm not the smartest guy like but i am your father and i'm going to do everything i can to make you feel better and he what he does is do dumb stuff he acts like a monkey and stuff like that i'm like and then so when he just like walks away when elena's like get out and then he just stops and starts singing the song it's like yeah and it you know gets interrupted with you know an action scene, which is I think a fine thing. Um, but you know it's it's I I think I liked that kind of moment of like seeing this family thing, and for most part I was very much like on the side of Natasha, where I was just like, yeah, they were only together for three years. How is this a yeah. family? This is a this was summer camp. This was not even high school. And you also <laughs> drugged me and dragged me off into nowhere with the second it was done. We so like, there's that. And so I was like, so to me that will always be like a little you know disconnect. Where I'm like, yeah, it's only three years. Uh, I was like, she's been with the Avengers way longer. But, but I love the response to that from Elena was uh, the best years of my life. You yeah. were a we're lie, fake. and you never told me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then she's like, and those soldiers that you control i'm yeah. one of them and i'm like and it's it's great and i think caitlin you probably noticed this because i remember we were talking about something we were talking about oh on a long ago podcast episode and we were talking about how like you're like it looks like someone who is very in tune with being sad and you're saying because their face looks like they've they know and have experienced sadness in such a long time and i felt that a lot from florence Pugh's character mm -hmm. just because like and also because i've watched midsummer and like <laughs> most of the time she's Frowning and crying, and that movie is intense. If you haven't watched it, do. Um, and it's a fairy tale, technically. Um, but yeah, my it, reference was Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. But like, she, she's good. She there's a lot of moments where like she and I. I, I guess I kind of relate to it being the younger sibling of like mm -hmm. I'm the one that kind of gets the butt end of all the all the shit where everyone else is having to deal with stuff like. You know, when like Natasha's like, everyone shut up. It's like, I didn't even say anything. It's like, that's not fair. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how it is to be like the younger, the younger sibling, younger sibling. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, I really just enjoyed that family dynamic stuff. Um. And like, yeah, seeing how that was all going to play together, like it was enjoyable to see Red, like David Harbor, throw a truck. 
um and then like you know do all this super strength stuff and like you know there's fun stuff with the arm wrestling and then the whole escape oh. thing and you know so there, there there's those kind of things that i'm like I, I like i like this yeah i like it i mean just to add on to because you brought up the prison break because it is one of my favorite scenes like i love the the cool way to die kind of thing and then i also and reading about the, kind of the quote the background of this line but when um oh. uh, when alexi goes uh what is it that you're, that time of your, the month for you and they all like during the table read they all kind of groaned and they were like if we're going to keep that in we're going to do that this. she gets to pop off on him and yeah. it's like oh, it's so good. and it, it was the other thing that I, I loved about this and apparently Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh had to like fight a little bit for it. Really, oh, I didn't hear that part, but that's kind of not the, surprised. The, um, but was what was interesting graphic? about it is that they were like, um, it just shows that you can make humor about trauma. Like that's one of the things that they were like, this is important because it's okay to make humor about trauma. That's that's one of the I things mean, that they were. Our, our host the, that the does that all the time. About. Yeah. May I also just say that. When it's like, well, it got really graphic. It's like, all right. I was, so okay, everyone, I, no, no. When people are, when when guys are like, oh, it's your time of the month. And we, if, if ladies get graphic in return, it's like, then don't make light of it. <laughs> I mean, graphic. Don't. I know. For they're Disney. talking, I'm aware. I'm just saying in general, because I've been around plenty of dudes who are like, oh, this is your time of the month. And I was like, Yes. And then you explain in detail what's happening. I won't do that right now. But you explain in detail what's actually happening and what you're going through. And then they're like, gross. Why would you say that? It's like, don't make fun of it then. I, so my experience with it has always been, and this is why I'm like, it's just for, it's because it's Disney. Um, when I was having a bad day, a girl told me, was like, I'm on my time of the month and I don't even act like an asshole. So you can fucking right. Shut up. And so like, that was the one I was like, all right, true. And that's why, I, like, for me, I never, do that joke, but I understand why Dave, it's more of like when they add that line in there and the way that now that Elena kind of has it in the scene, it kind of sets up that scene, that, yeah, that yeah, joke yeah. of like, let's talk about it then. And it's like, all of it takes an out. And then like, I like how it comes. Yeah. Because it's always a joke that's said in passing and everybody like, I've never made, the, made that joke. Cause it's misogynistic, but it's like, they always make a joke about it. It's like a quick passing thing and everybody kind of groans and well, this is like, okay, no, you're gonna bring it up. We're no, gonna talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Cool. Nope. Not they just got it. in there and, and they just and cut it up and it's it's true. Like, uh, and and yes, of course I'm triggered because like it can be absolutely well, debilitating and, for some people and other people are like, oh yeah, was, yeah, it happened. Well, to me, it's like I would want more of that stuff, and I understand. Like, I feel like I understand. Like the male audience is like, we don't want to hear that stuff, and it's like it's and like I hear Disney being like, well, we don't want to piss off you know the mid like the middle america Mm-mm-mm. and it's like who how many people are you beholden to from just telling the story because like they infer that inf- infer that in age of ultron where like natasha tells bruce that like she can't have children and then like this they actually go into it and i'm like yeah yeah talk about it and like well, maybe they, you could talk was... about how the, the actual war crimes that actually happen that actually happens to women like now. What actually happened to these women to make them the ultimate fighting machine? Yeah. yeah, and 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 it was done. I mean, it was done in a very like explanatory, clinical way. Even if it was graphic for Disney, like they did it in a way that was like, no, no, this is what happened. And I mean, that's why I say like it's graphic for Disney, but it also does it in the 
Disney where it's like, is it taking it as seriously as it can or is it using it in a way to kind of combat another thing? And it's mm-hmm. to combat the, you know, toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I'm not talking about like the big macho dudes like, you know, Red Guardian wants to be. It's like, it's the Ben Shapiro motherfuckers. So, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, other favorite parts? The her I can't remember his name right now because I'm a terrible person but her friend that like helps her get planes and stuff Fat Benley oh yeah OT Fat Benley yes oh just the way he he describes it is there's a flirtatious cue in the movie yes yeah I I love to hear (laughs) (laughs) that was very cute well even the all of their interaction like the the uh, I don't pay you to worry you can tell how much she regrets saying that the minute it leaves her mouth and mm-hmm. like, but regrets it, but also was like, no, I need to be like this. I, I for sure was watching. I was like, I swear to God, better nothing better happened between these two. Oh no, no, no right? No. And like, nothing did happen. But it was kind of like, of course, you have to have th- this male character who's like this handler to kind of it. It does twofold, right? It, it, it expands the world. It gives someone that she could play with, but also. It allows us to have the the proper expectation of like this isn't a romance story, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, it it reminds us that like you know we're not going to play into these things of that that you know female stories always have to have where it's like there's always going to be some emotional breakdown moment. It's going to be sad, and then they're going to have to get with this, some dude who's always mm-hmm. been supportive. And it's like it's not going to happen. In yeah. this movie. And 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 I and that's the thing where it's like I can kind of see exactly where the inter inner workings are going to happen in this film, but. Like, yeah, I, I enjoyed him in terms of, like, at the very end, where he brings in the Quinjet. I, okay, Disney, you're listening, I know. Um, So, when he brings in the Quinjet, mm-hmm. and she's, like, walking Blonde. away, and the, the and music the starts vest. playing, they have an interaction that is overshadowed by music, and I see, I was literally looking at his jaw, because I was like, this is a long time for her to be walking in one direction. And him not say anything, just from how... Oh, so it was like an over-the-shoulder and you see his jaw move? Yeah, you could see his jaw move. And then she turns back and you can see her go... (laughs) And then she walks forward. What did he say? It's probably the line. I want It's probably the same line. It's probably, see what I can do when you give me enough time. It's probably that exact is line. It? They just use it in a different take. Is it? It's probably that. It's probably It's exact. probably it we're probably seeing is, an accidental. It probably is, but I want to know so bad. But we're going to read into it. We're going to create we're gonna stories. We're going to read in. Fan fiction We're going to just, <laughs> Disney, let me know. He probably said, I slept with Clint Barton. That's what he said. That track. And she's like. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, under her breath, she went that tracks. He, he probably said, I never knew Clint Barton was such a stud. Why didn't you ever tell me? And she's like, I never knew. That's not, the flaps wouldn't match and that. Then, and then he, and she's like, I wouldn't know. And then it would be like, oh, cool comic book subversion because they've dated in the comic books. Yeah. But I would like it in the MCU that they never dated. In my mind. And in the comic books, everyone's dated. Captain America's been with Black Widow. Everybody. Iron Man's, Iron Man's been with Black Widow. Swamp Thing's been... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're missing the point. I want to know. Fan fiction, everybody. It was the right same in. line. We have a P.O. box. It probably Send it was. In. I promise. Um, one last uh, favorite part for me is... Uh, oh, I just felt it. Severing the nerve. Ooh, the and nose just, like, crinkle. The nose crinkle and like... Her going into the scene knowing what she's going to have to do. And I just love that she belittles him. Thought you'd be strong enough. And. Uh, which uh, I liked because, again, I think uh, as a man, please check me, Caitlin. I think it's really hard 
because we've been living in a in a film like in a time where film has been really just created and in 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 made for made out of men's viewpoint it's the male gaze but like how to tell a a women's story in the same like you're using the same genre but you're having to tell like how does a woman protagonist get through this without being like well let's not like denounce and and make less of because she's a woman character but it's like you also have to use the same the uh, a unique difference of like how this character gets out of a situation. Like at the very end, it was like a very James Bondy thing. Uh-huh. And the James Bondy thing was like he would thank probably, you for cooperating. He would use some suavey thing, and then the then the 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 the, the, the bad person would have been like <laughs> some hot Bond girl that he would have just seduce out of out of this, right? Uh-huh. And so they have to not use the exact opposite because the women gaze, the female gaze, is not the opposite of the male gaze. It mm-hmm. is different, right? And I think there hasn't been enough female filmmakers and storytellers to kind of have like a big stance of like, this is what the female gaze, I think we're continually still learning more about it and us dudes like just have to kind of watch it and see. But how she gets out of this situation that she can't win through physical violence isn't through sexual wiles. Like that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a James Bond thing. You know, like I feel like that's a cool... So what is your... Are, are are you just saying that and saying for me to like tell you if something is incorrect or? Well, if you see that or if if I'm on the right track of that, because I feel like to me, that's kind of how I view it, where it's like, you can't have it where she would use her sexual wiles to like beat him, but also she can't physically just beat him out of it. Like we can't have Batman beating at the Joker's like, where is she? You know, like you can't like, that'd be almost like, well, you just did like, that's like what a, a man character normally would do. So you'd have to use ingenuity do something else like she has the physical prowess but the the thing the the opportunity i think you have with like women characters is to use like the things that they're actually better than men at i think with the way that women have been portrayed in things for so long to have them to to have natasha just brute force her way through it is just like, oh, you would have gotten the criticism of like, oh, you're just doing the same thing you do with every other character. And if she had gone the sexy wiles way, it would have been like, oh, that's all women are good for is being sexy and wily. So I feel like this was kind of the only option. It's a little bit of both because it's, it's using her ingenuity too. Because, right. you know, you hear that like when, when her and Rachel Weiss's character are like Melina is like, I'll just hold my breath. You know, it's kind of brute forcing it through there. But mm-hmm. then like that doesn't work. And right. so using being smart and using that cunning, you know, using oh yeah, you know, a way to instigate. So I thought I thought that was like really pretty. Oh smart. no, no, I loved that scene very much, and I also hated that scene very much because <laughs> the the bone crack sound. No, not that. It wasn't that. It was before it's revealed that she already knows what to do, and when he like is, uh. Like try, try getting really close mm-hmm. to her face, like and like after he reveals that it's like a pheromone thing, you know why he's so close to her. He's making sure that his pheromones get into her system. But it's just like if you've ever been a scenario like that where someone is squaring up much on you, bigger than you, older than you, scarier than you, and they get up in your business and you know you can't fight them, it's horrifying. And to know that she was actually in complete control of that situation and was just playing her part out really well was like, fuck yeah, fuck you, you piece make, of shit. Make him think that he's powerful, <laughs> but he's not. 
Yeah. So like, it's like really awful to see, but at the same time, it's really great to see. And the most heartbreaking thing for me was uh, Taskmaster um, Antonia when when she's like on the ground after the Red Room's destroyed and everything. And like the first thing she says of her own free will is, is, is he gone? Yeah. Like. <sighs> it, it's not the comic book Taskmaster. So I know all you I've nerds heard a lot who, of people are like, all oh, you nerds they who did are Taskmaster ups- dirty. But ultimately, the only quote unquote, like if you're going to have a gripe, it's like it's not the comic one. But also go read the comic books. I felt it was very like, oh, ta- like, I, I don't know. For, I saw it 10,000 miles away. The moment I heard like. Is that what you did to her daughter? I'm like, that's Taskmaster. Oh, that's yeah. Taskmaster. Like immediately, I was like, that's I didn't Taskmaster. know how much time had passed, so I was confused. That I, I was like, well, there's no way that's Taskmaster. Because Scarlett Johansson doesn't age. Well, that's right. <laughs> See, yeah. I forgot. You know, Deal the with same the devil. movie. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, favorite characters. Yeah, we'll do two. Oh, yeah. Um, and only one of them could be a Black Widow. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's and then good. one of them is not a Black Widow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yelena mm-hmm. is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love watching her experience the world and kicking ass. And um, I like Alexi. Mm-hmm. Red Guardian. Yeah, yeah Red Guardian. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. Let's do Let's do a second Black Widow. Since it's a Black Widow. There's, everyone's a Black Widow but the dude. Yeah, there's a lot. So there's two Black, Black Widows <laughs> and then someone who's not, which means it's a dude. <laughs> uh, then, then, of course... Natasha. Okay. Caitlin? Uh, Two widows, non-widow. Yelena, because she was she was a lot of fun. And Melina, because she literally toppled the Red Room. I mean... <laughs> I love how nonchalantly she just goes, and we're going to a, into a controlled dive. Like, she says it so... Calm. Yeah, calm. Change of plans. Change, Change of plans. plans. We're going into a controlled crash. She says everything so, like... Oh, yeah. And then this is going to happen. And it's fine. Just stay calm and keep going. Uh... Yeah, Melina was so fucking like she had been prepping for that day. She also, was when when she so long when ago, the pigs start reacting and she's like, "I gotta go see what's going." Brings out the giant fifty cal and just like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "That gun is so huge." <laughs> she's like, "Stop, stop!" The pig is dying. She's like, "He had eleven, 11 more sec. seconds left, didn't he?" <laughs> it's uh, fine. Yeah, it's fine. He had eleven more seconds. But it's also, cool. I do love how she was just like she was so excited to see Red Guardian back in his suit. Oh yeah, because he was like a country symbol for a while, and so it's like seeing like, oh wow, I had sex with that. Uh, I regret doing that on camera. <laughs> um, but then also Ot Fag Benley's character, mm-hmm. um, just that it's just so like I don't know what other business he does, but I want to know. But also maybe I don't, but I do. He seems cool. You He's should a wa- You should you should yeah. watch um Luke Cage. Cause they're. I've watched. Oh wait, no, that, that was um, other one lady that's uh, friends. Uh, 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 Jessica Jones. Yes. Um, this is more, Jessica Jones. More like lots more, of punchy. More like wife and then mother of his child. Oh, okay, um, great. But uh, the, the, the the where that that character kind of leads in is like very much like you could do a lot of the you know the the arms dealing the black market mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like. These sure for sure like peddling hammer tech somewhere. Oh yeah, or stolen Stark tech. Um, I know the last one. My copy and paste, Josh, huh. Natasha, Yel- Natasha first, then Elena, and then Alexi. Um, I just feel like I resonated more with Natasha's character of like, yeah, none of you guys matter. <laughs> 
like it was a three-year assignment oh. i just and she's like i'm gonna go do this by myself all you guys suck and i'm like yes like enough enough with this emotion i'm like just go which do the is job. so funny because it was actually melina that's like you will fail mm-hmm. so why don't you group up well then also there's a really cool moment where she's like i only have two earpieces like Give it to the Elena. It was like such a quick decision. Elena. Yeah. yeah. I was like, just, okay, cool. And I was like, easy. And like, there was a little bit of like, I really enjoyed, like, even though, and that's the thing where I find to me what I really like out of maybe better writing is of female characters. Like, just because you want to show like how badass women are doesn't mean you can't, you, you deprive them of development. Mm. And like, Natasha is like badass all by herself. And mm-hmm. like, of course, she can't beat Taskmaster because, like, there's a little bit of a Terminator aspect going on in it. But, like, you need to have a physical adversary. She can't just, like, Superman her way through everything. But, like, it doesn't deprive her of the fact that, like, she needs to learn how to depend on this family. Mm. And, like, there's the story. Like, someone who's super capable, all badass by themselves, but also still learns something new. And after that is changed because yeah. now they have two families, the Avengers and her family. So yeah. I was like, there's, there's that. I'm like Star Wars. Anyway, so those are my those are my three. Uh, now we go to qualms. Qualmy qualms, and I'm not starting because I started the last two Kayla. segments. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Foiled again. Someone who said I liked the movie <laughs> twice. Yeah. Uh, as much as I enjoyed it, I didn't really like Yelena's self-aware comments. Mm. Like this, this is a good way to die. Uh, no. The the pose, the uh. pose you do is stupid. Uh. Like all of that stuff. It it felt like it was doing a little bit of the Deadpool-esque like stuff. Like breaking the fourth wall without establishing. Yeah, that that was like a thing. For this particular, And I know yeah. that it didn't, like, it's not necessarily because in world they have footage of, you know, things happening from security cams and stuff. So she would have seen Except and known about these things. Except we never see it. But we don't never see it. So it wasn't like, you know, they didn't give some kind of leeway that like yeah. this is well, a thing in their world that they knew of. Because how does she know that she did the hair flippy posy thing? Minor spoilers for WandaVision. And they do that same thing with Wanda. They were like, oh, she could have beat Thanos all by herself. Like, who fucking was there yeah. recording the footage of the fight? Yeah. yeah. Or also who was like, oh yeah, and then Wanda, oh, she totally took took down, it was like, who who yeah. told Randall Park this? Yeah. <laughs> who told yeah. Jimmy Woo this? So things like that, I just wasn't a super fan of. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> See, Josh, that's how you make us feel. <laughs> Marvelous episode, so go ahead. Uh, I can't remember my second one, so I'm going to let you go. Um, this is a, a, this is a This is a tired one. This okay. is a tired qualm. Um, it's the Jeremy Johns qu- uh, qualm that a lot of people were circulating, and it happens at the end credit scene. It's when Yelena's oh. mourning for Natasha's, uh, you know, over her tombstone, and then um, we get Valentino, Val- Valentina over there, blowing her nose, and it's just like, what is that called? What is that concept called again? Bathos. Bathos. It's when you're like, and, and to me, I think there's a different way they could have done it. You could yeah. have still had all that shit there to set up the next, you know, story and all that stuff. But you didn't have to blow your nose when a sister is mourning her sister's death. The it, other thing was when... Um, in such proximity. Yeah, the uh, the other scene that was like that was when Alexi thinks that he's talking to Natasha and mm-hmm. he's actually no. saying some very sweet things, but it turns into a joke and mm-hmm. you're like, cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. 
cool. Um, that one to me was just the worst one because it's like, oh, yeah. God, like we know that the end credit scenes are always going to be set up stuff, but like sometimes it's an ant playing drums and it means nothing. Yeah. Or sometimes, <laughs> you know, like sometimes it could just be left alone. It's like, and sometimes it's a promo. Yeah. And it's like, you could have just had this be it. And it's like this sad moment, but it's like years later. And then the dog goes off. And then the dog goes to a car. And then, she, you know, uh, Julie Dreyfus has fucking kibbles. And it's like, next assignment. What if it's she like, she could have even had a phone that was like. Text message. A text ne- message assignment. that was like, no, like he killed her. And then a picture of him. Like, that would have been, like, wait, what? Oh, God. Oh, no, he did. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and like it's like, you could still set it up, but, like, it, it just, to me, it's just like, oh, for the love of God. Yeah. Like, let the actors act. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then my second one is, uh, I did not love This is a Good Way to Die. Oh, oh okay. I didn't, well. to me, that's just like. You just talked about how you love getting a vest and you, all these things about life, and it's like this is a good way to. It's like she's also a warrior. I get that. Like there's like this sense of the warrior's death, but like they don't talk about it other than just the dying part. Mm-hmm. Other than like I want to go fighting in a blaze of glory, when it's like, well, she it, also it, would have had a chance to kill her abuser. So yeah, that's a pretty like I feel like being the the. Oh, it's probably not, it, that part's fine. I just don't like the every single time. Like, this is a good way to die. This is a bad way to die. This is oh, a bad oh, way to oh, die. I'm I see. Like, I see. I see. Oh my the, god! The how pattern about, of that. Yeah, it's like how much you just get out of it. How much you just die? How would you just survive it? <laughs> and it's like that'd be okay. And it's like also, you know, like you, you, you. I, I have to assume that these missions obviously higher in stakes of what other Black Widows have done. But it's like. You don't say that at every mission. It's a good way to die. You know, like I don't think about that every time mm. I'm on the road. It's like I could die right now. Yeah. You know, but that was just like mm-hmm. a little bit for me. Hmm. I have a little tiny ones, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I have tiny ones, but uh, the the major CGI sequence uh, for everything falling apart and falling. Uh, just there were moments that literally looked like I was that, watching a cutscene of a video game, and uh, I was like, when that Oof. tank came in and just drift, Tokyo drifted right there. I was like, yo, <laughs> like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I, like a lot of people like shat on it and especially around the third act but I was like this is cartoons I'm cool I'm cool with that yeah there was a scene where there was a there uh, I was gonna say there was a Black Widow uh, Scarlet is falling through the sky and she's doing this really cool you know Black Widow move but it's just like that CGI that is yeah. like so yeah bad oh. I think um, Caitlin found your second one yeah I did let's, let's go for it yeah. Uh well, mine was the the kind of music over top of the explaining the red room kind of stuff. Mm. The like intercuts of like ballet, explosion, baby oh, the, and the, pig. The, the opening the, sequence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. title oh, sequence. Interesting. Yeah, the t- I hated the title sequence. W- why? I it, it I don't know why. Exposition. I I don't uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that, but I feel like it was how do I praise it, this? To me, and that was very like Michael Mann. Well, it's interesting. Movie, like the the redacted ops kind of like that's in that genre. And I, if you don't like it, then you know. I think it's because I didn't even have time to pay attention to the names. Mm-hmm. So it didn't even feel like a title sequence. It felt like I'm just getting like blasted with images and I can't even, I, I wasn't even aware that that was a title sequence that was happening. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Hmm. Because I couldn't, I couldn't see anything because I, mean, I was I trying can... to take in 
all the different imagery yeah. immediately, and the names were like insignificant, mm-hmm. which I know the title sequence is supposed to, well, you know. And I mean, there's some cool like editorials that some people have done where it's like they take redacted files and then they'll do all the black out stuff and then they'll leave like starring Scarlett Johansson. And it's like, right. Oh, that, so, like, so something there's like cool, that that there's would cool draw stuff more that can do to that. it. But, yeah. it, but this it version was wasn't not at all. Not for you. Yeah, no, I I experienced the same thing. Like I I watched it multiple times, and it was like, it it was like on the second time, I had to like really pay attention to like the actual events that were happening because there's there's a lot there's a lot happening in the. This isn't my second qualm. I'm just, uh, but there's just there's a lot that are happening in those like giving you information, the slideshow of information, but there's also credits going on. Yes. So it's like, wait a minute, you're giving me exposition of what I'm about to watch hinted exposition of what I'm about to watch, but you're also giving me the cast. Yeah. It was, it was, there was just too much information happening at once and I just couldn't process all of it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So Josh, anyway. what, what's your second? My yeah, yeah. second qualm. Huh. I feel a little shitty for saying this, but I almost feel like this movie doesn't matter. Oh, so it was what I walked into. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, it, it unfortunately a lot has happened over in the past the past like year and a half. But if they do what I want them to do <laughs> and do two more movies, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, it would be really cool. And then it'd be like cool. I could be invested. But in to finish I feel your like you calm. Could, I feel like you could summarize with this movie in coming this fall, Hawkeye. That's it. I mean, yeah. like, now see, I mean, that's. Now, I mean, it's now. See, that is my biggest gripe with the DNA of the MCU is that nothing matters. Yeah. Absolutely nothing matters because before you find out about Avengers Infinity War, you're like, okay, cool. Spider Man Far From Home is after that. You're like, well, he's going to survive. You're like, and that's kind of like the weird. And I felt like at the the the, the ending sequence, uh, even on top of it, is just like, wait, I'm sorry. We just watched this movie where she gains her independence, and now she's fighting for somebody else, and she doesn't get to decide her mi- missions. Guys oh, are literally talking about why I have issues with comic books. Because it nothing it feels like nothing matters. Yeah, I would say because it, they're always going to come out fine. There's always going to be another iteration. There is it that doesn't matter that one hour procedural AUs. drama feel. Yeah, I feel like with comic books, it's a little different because you don't know what happens at the end of the run. Like spoilers for everyone listening to ba- reading Batman comics. At the end of Tom King's run, Alfred's dead, and he's been dead. He's been dead for like three years, uh-huh. and so it's like. Oh shit! They haven't brought him back, and it's like okay, okay, my bad. I didn't well, know they were gonna do that. I mean, on your uh, so on that to just kind of talk about it as a medium, uh, from a comic book standpoint, as a medium, we as readers know that that might happen. Okay, that's just kind of like a it's part of the medium when you right. have a we okay just Batman's sake. Batman's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be. Hundred like seven years <laughs> old, old at so, this point. and there's so many stories. Like in the forties, uh, he's in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's well, like it's kind of one of those things. It, it's it's kind of like the Simpsons thing. How old is Bart Simpson? Or yeah. Maggie? Yeah. But or, also, so, but then there's things like Jason Aaron's run of of Thor. Was it Jason Aaron's? I forget. But like, it's what gave him. He like lost his arm, lost an eye. Like he like, and it's like it continued for years. It's like he's got a golden arm. But with movies as a medium, it's not as, I don't think it's as um, loose Yeah, in a sense of where it's you, you for, can get away with those kinds of things. Like people lose their shit when something goes against canon. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like, wait, I'm sorry, you just reversed something that happened in movie three. Well, 
so my my thing is kind of like compare the MCU to like the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Where at the end, like Harvey Dent is dead, like Rachel is dead. They ain't coming back, and it's like, how is Batman gonna get out of this? And it's like, okay, he is old now. Like he is not. Like okay, it's it's like this kind of feels like in this world of like everyone's a rubber human being. They're never gonna die, and like you know, if someone dies, they die. And we may never see him back or something like that, but it just feels like show me the body. We're always moving on to the next thing, and we can't even really sit with this first yeah. one. Mm. And like we're every, in between every of the Nolan films was four years. Yeah, so it felt like oh my god, we're waiting for this, and it's like Hawkeye's coming out this year. It's like Jesus. I'm sorry if I, I didn't mean if I came off as mansplaining. I really didn't. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. It, it's more of like a. It's because when I hear you say this, I'm like. Yes, I understand and agree. But still. But also, they're probably going to make more iterations of these same movies later, so it still won't matter. I mean, I think I think you have the more logical mindset about it, because a lot of people, to them, this is like, oh my God, they've never done this before. It's like, but this is the movie industry. Like, yeah. people's got to make money. Like They've what? made superhero things in the past, multiple iterations with different people. Like, I mean, Batman. We've yeah. had how many iterations of Batman? And, and we're going to get more. And but with this, it's like they've never had to reboot so far with right. MCU, right? And so like when that day comes, when MCU is not successful enough, they're going to. Oh yeah. And it's like it's because it own it's owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. And it's like look at Lion King reboot, or look at the, you know, the Cruella movie. Look like they're going to have to do something to reinvigor life into it somewhere or another, unless they want to just continue all these stories and then all these characters will actually matter because they'll be the first generation of stuff. But right. we just at this point can't tell what they're going to do, but it's, we, you know, logic based, it's going to be about money. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, that was a Kwame qualms. Shall we get on to the rating? The, the rating. So I'm first. I'm going to give this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm thinking about it. I wrote it down. It's a 4.5. 4.5. Josh, Caitlin. 4.7. 4.7 for Caitlin. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to hear. Everyone was quite right. Yeah. Uh, I knew. That was <laughs> for me. Is it a 4.2? One. It is a 4.2. Ah! <laughs> you were really, that was really good, Josh. So, uh, Caitlin. <laughs> And Josh gets shout outs. And then I have to find uh, the the Patreon uh, votes and then shout out the people who guessed me. So he's trying it. You have to, yo, without a computer, <laughs> without Corey doing this part, um, shout out to Corey, y'all. If y'all listen to this episode, go to, go to his DMs on Instagram and just tell him how lovely he is. Tell him you want uh, more of him, you know? All the day, every day. You want more of him. You want to be with him. You want to ask Tom how he smells. Just give him a compliment. S- smells, That's smells probably good. the better route. Just give Corey some compliments. I'm trying to. I'm trying to view. Okay, view this thing. Okay, so for the votes for me, for Tom, uh, Tomothy. Shout out to Dana P. Mm-hmm. Dana P. Uh, Mitchell G. Mm-hmm. And uh, Justin. No mm-hmm. last name. To 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 not to, to, to talk about and then no e s hey. no e so no all e. of y'all voted correctly. You guys are the guests that Gator Grumper, uh, Greg Guardian, uh, uh, Greg Guardian, Greg, Greg Guardian, Greg Guardian. <laughs> you heard it here first. Wow. Nerd on at Madscape.com. <laughs> 
Gr- no. gr- grumper, guess Yeah. Nerd that's, on. What? And that's why Corey <laughs> handles that part. Yo! <laughs> for the fact that we were three, I was like, there was a lot. We had to do a lot of new stuff for this episode. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, this is true. But we got through it together, and that's we what did. family's about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what the whole movie is. Yep, that's exactly. It's, I, I kind of want to look back a little bit at the qualms and then our favorite parts. None of us talked about Taskmaster because I think we were all very I talking about Taskmaster? A little bit. Uh, Antonia, Antonia, really. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I have things to say about so, Taskmaster, but Taskmaster walked real cool. It was, ter- it was a Terminator. I really liked so, that it was a Terminator. I do want to point out that she was a Bond, a Bond chick she at one point. A Bond girl. So anyway, yeah, dope. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening or watching. If you and want. watching and watching, you listen, listen and, and watch, watch. YouTube.com/slash Nerd on the Podcast. Help us break the algorithm so it can stop hiding us. That's not our link. <laughs> nerd on but here's why TV that's important slash youtube here's why that's important nerd on tv backslash youtube the reason why it's important is like you pointed out on social media yeah youtube does this really cool thing so fun so fun we have been on the brink of a thousand uh subscribers for, for years a long time like two and years. youtube keeps uh just being like nope including people reaching out to us going i thought i was subbed I, or like, I, remember I pressing know I subbed. And, <laughs> and it they cleaned it out. Describes them. So the reason why we don't have that link yet, because that keeps happening. Oh, yeah. At a thousand subs, things happen where we can get. You can get a partnership with YouTube, which is why they try so hard to make sure you don't reach that milestone. Because if you do. Well, just getting a um, custom link. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, yeah. Obama. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Anyway, um, nerdon.tv backslash YouTube. Please yeah. go subscribe and help us destroy the algorithm. Yeah, you, Julie works really hard to edit these. Yeah, she really do, does. Don't does. do it for us. Do it for her. Do it for yeah, her. Exactly. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, like I said at the top, do share us with your friends and family. Stop by, rate, and review. That kind of stuff is important because mm-hmm. that is, some people will make their decision about us based on that. So, mm-hmm. and one last time, mm-hmm. get 20% off and free shipping with the code NERDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Guys. With, fi- with free shipping at manscaped.com Only and use you're... the code NERDON. Only if you're plagued with South Ball hair. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's or the official you just, name. You just want to stay a little, keep your hygiene up, you know what I'm saying? Just get a yeah. little clean up. Yeah. You know, feel smooth against your body. Yeah. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. For the family jewels. Well, I wish with you Manscaped. Didn't look at me when you said that. <laughs> I just—he like did it right at me. <laughs> it was because you made such a joke about North, North and South Pole. Well, I'm gonna anyway, bring it up every time now. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We heart you all. Take care of yourselves. You know the job. You know the drill. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> As <Yeah>. always, <laughs> nerd on. <laughs>